You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hi, Spots and Sheep Pops! And it is a Black Thursday! This is Silicon Steve Valley. On the other side is my partner here at High Spots and Sheep Pops. We got Vlad the Impaler. Good day, sir. Good day to you too, sir. Uh, it's uh, we're actually having a pretty good day compared to some out there, it seems. And the big news today, folks. If you didn't hear, there were more WWE releases. Many of them were rumored last night. They came to fruition. Several people, over a dozen, released. We're going to talk about the big, the big names right here. We're talking Keith Lee. Uh, Carrie Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux and Nia Jax. Those are all three that either had really high expectations or big stars in NXT. Um, but more importantly, and Scarlett Bordeaux more with Carrie Cross, but more importantly, Keith Lee, they thought he was going to be a main eventer. Everybody thought he was going to be a main eventer. Nia, Nia Jax has been a main eventer, has won a title at WrestleMania. And Karrion Cross, I mean, he was a former NXT champion. It was sky's limit for this guy not more than three and a half months ago before he became a gimp. It was jobbed out for Jeff Hardy. And now all of them are on the unemployment. Incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's everything that Triple H has built up in NXT. Vince has gone out of his way to just slash and burn. It's an absolute joke. I mean, and the thing is, why? I mean, I don't, I I can understand pretty much everybody on this list to a certain extent, with the exception of Keith Lee. Nia Jax, I get. She's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. She's worked unsafe. She had that really unprofessional match with Charlotte, which, by the way, if you watch the match, she was easily the least perfect. She was the one who caused that to happen. Charlotte was trying to still go despite the issue. Charlotte was still trying to be professional, and Nia Jax was not. She just started smack, trying to smack her. And her attitude apparently hasn't been great backstage from what you hear. So I get Nia Jax. Karrion Cross, I don't really get. I get now because they destroyed him when they called him up. Yeah. And they don't have any value for Scarlett Bordeaux. It's funny. They had these two great pieces together, made this great presentation and this great superstar. Two great superstars, people that you can get value out of. They took him away, dressed one up like a red version of Demolition, and the other one you're floundering, and then they both seem completely invaluable, and Vince gets rid of both. Yeah. And then, but Keith Lee, Keith Lee is the one that I just, I don't get. He finally is clear to wrestle. You just gave him a big gimmick. You just drafted him. You gave him a big shine this past week. It just, it's... Almost inexplicable as Alistair Black, which was inexplicable. I think I think they even recently changed his name to Bearcat Lee. It was Keith. Yeah, it was. They just changed his name, gave him a new gimmick. He was going to be a heel. He was very aggressive this past week, and he even changed his name to Insidious Lee, as he usually changes his Twitter handle to how he's feeling, like optimistically, insidiously. Uh, you know. Gratefully, yeah, he's great. The, the puns that that man comes up with alone is the reason he should be world champion. Makes him gold. But Keith Lee is just a head scratcher. I don't get it. He's a five-tool player. Yeah. He, he's big, athletic, 
amazing big man in the ring. I know he had some spots here and there that people had some issues with, but overall, he's very good in the ring, particularly considering his size. He's golden on the microphone. He's a great human being. Why? I don't get it at all, man. And it's like, um, in a small sample size with that guy, you saw that the fans reacted to him. It was like, even him coming out as a face, it was believable. People were cheering him on at uh, NXT. And uh, and I was like, man, uh, I, you know, at first I wasn't sure what to think of him, like the first match I saw him. But by the second or third match, I'm like, yeah, there's something to this guy for sure. Like, I, I caught on pretty quickly. But immediately, the live crowd was all about him. And that was undeniable. And I, you look at the, there was one moment that I would look back at his WWE career. And I think it was what him versus Brock and survivor series. They uh, uh, Royal rumble, I believe. Right. Royal rumble, Yes. Yeah. And where there was just the two of them in the ring together. And it was, it like, went toe to toe. and it was a moment. It was like the fans bought into it. And how can you be, you know, Vince, Johnny, Bruce Pritchard, and not see that and be like, oh, my God, it's there. It's right there. And this guy just was wrestling in NXT at that time. He wasn't even wrestling main roster. Look at that sample size. And they messed it up. Somehow or another, they found a way to mess it up and then to release them. It's disgusting. Yeah. The one thing, I don't feel bad as much for a guy like Keith Lee, though. Because you know he's going to find you. In fact, of everybody that was released, the one guy I can say would, is most probable to go to AEW would be would be Keith Lee. He has respect from the Indies. He is an untapped commodity. Nobody's seen what this guy do. Same with Alistair Black. I mean, these are guys that have this amazing talent that are right in front of your face. And now, guess what, folks? In three months, Keith Lee will not be held back anymore. He's free. Yep. So there, there's the positive. So he will probably change his name positively sooner than later. Freely. Freely. I love it. Really? See what I did there? I love it. Um, but Keith Lee's the real head scratcher here. And I think if you know anything about his story, because he kind of kept his mouth quiet a lot, he wasn't super happy with his character and what they were doing with him either. So this could be an Aleister Black type thing where he felt relief. I'm wondering, though, does Keith Lee have a 90-day or a 30-day? They fuck his contract up, too. They probably have, they probably messed that up, let's be honest. I can't. I, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. And, of course, the reasons were budget cuts. And I think they legitimately are budget cuts, this time, folks. I really do. Now, the reasoning people got picked might be different, but, re- but they went out of their way. WWE... If anyone doesn't know what they did, if you didn't really think they were doing this, welcome to reality. They tried to sew up when AEW first opened, they sewed up a lot of long-term contracts, despite the fact they didn't have the time or the creative output to give all these people work, but they signed about, I would say, 200 to 300% more talent than they needed just to keep them away from AEW. Right. And it backfired in their face, has blown up in their face. And now they're not generating look their, their records wasn't revenue. The record was was profits. They're not generating the revenue is not what it is not been consistent. And that's something that WWE 
Look, they, they don't seem to care. They are convinced they're doing what's right by the company. They are convinced that they are making the right choices financially for and for the future of this company. From a creative standpoint, they are destroying this company. Just that simple. He is one of the few guys that you could say, okay, he's a young guy. We can push, maybe challenge Roman. He's one of the few people that's on your roster, and you just let him go. It doesn't make it. I'm just happy he'll be in AEW soon. Great. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy his matches there. Maybe he retires Mark Henry. That's an interesting thought. Um, and you know what? That would be like another NXT world champion that arrived to AEW if, if he does indeed go there. All we got to do is get Bo Dallas in there and they'll be fine. You just, you just, yeah, you're just rounding out that circle. You might have something close to Bo Dallas soon, though. The other biggest name, the second biggest name on this list, and we'll talk about that. The second biggest name on this list, Nia Jax, a former WrestleMania winner of, of the women's title. That program she had with Alexa, which I thought was pretty good. You know, when five foot Alexa's picking on the six foot seven large Samoan woman. Um, that was unbelievable. Uh, but Nia Jax, I don't feel too bad for her. She had her spot. I thought she was always given a bigger spot than she deserved. Um, not that I wanted her to get, get fired, per se. And she had some qualities, but I could see why they cut her, for sure. You can't act like that on live television and still have a job. It's, it's impossible. She wasn't, she wasn't that untouchable for that. Yeah. That was that that firing was a wake up call to that locker room too in a ways because that's that was a longer established type star that's been sort of a pain in some ways. And they're like, Yep, hey, here you go, we're just gonna get rid of you. We don't care who you are, go work for them. And WWE just released uh, a lifer on the front office and his name escapes me, but they just released him and basically that basically has the guy, and this was reported by Wrestle Talk, which I forget who they got it from, but it was reported that the vibe backstage is nobody is safe now. I mean, obviously, Roman Reigns is safe and probably Biggie. But other than that, I don't know. Everyone's going to say, everyone else has probably got to stay in line, in line right now. Oh, it's, you know, I, I know the list that's totally safe. It's Roman, Biggie, and R Truth. <laughs> say what? Is that what he says? Is that his thing? Say what? Yeah, but he, but Vince loves him. <laughs> he is funny. Our truth always makes me smile, man. I, I get a kick. I know that the twenty four seven thing's an absolute disaster and a joke, but I like our truth overall. <laughs> I do. Um, so Nia Jax, not, not really strong feelings for her, but she is a big name. I don't think she goes to AEW. I think she'll probably, and I don't think she's the indie type, folks. She came up through WWE developmental. She's been pampered. She's like a model her whole life. She is not going to the indies to find herself. She's not pulling a Drew McIntyre. No. Not happening. No, not. She's going to try modeling, plus-size modeling. And if she can't go to AEW, I don't know where she's going to go. Maybe, maybe Impact, but those are the only two spots. In AEW, I don't think they need her. AEW's got to be choosy in who they're taking. Because don't forget, down the road, you have Kyle O'Reilly, Bray Wyatt, and Kevin Steen, as you like to call him, 
All three of them are going to be free agents for the next, well, obviously we know the fiend Bray Wyatt, now known as Wyndham Rotunda, is already a free agent. Kevin Steen, who just made reference to his three months or three years, we know it's going to probably be three months, or he wouldn't have mentioned it at all. And we just found out Kyle O'Reilly's a free agent. So not only do you have all of these guys, you have three major stars. And there's also a rumor that Sami Zayn's going to be up in contract in early 2022. So Nia Jax is not necessarily needed. AEW is going to have to create a third show like that's for broadcast. Or they just or they just extend the two hours for Rampage each week and they do a live Rampage each week from 10 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Or fuck Vince, do 9 to 11. Say, all right. But it would go, it would fly. I don't think Tony would do that because it would fly right in the face of what they just copyrighted WIW Watch Your Wrestling. So I don't think Tony would do that because he's trying to take the higher road. And shit, the guy tweeted three things and he, the guy acted like he just put out four territories out of business. The way Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff reacted. Holy shit. <laughs> bro. Hey, bro. If Tony Khan wanted me to, bro, I would cut such a promo on his show. It would break the internet. It would break cable. I would have created the greatest moment in wrestling history, bro. Believe me, that's what I would do if Tony Khan was smart. He would have me on, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Who, who do you think is a bigger media hack trying to fucking just leech on and be a provocateur bischoff or and they, they're, they're doing the same playbook these two shills these two hacks who've done 10 times worse business and practices and and acting and, and acting like a human being practices than tony Khan ever has are giving him life lessons on what's proper in the wrestling business is it have you ever heard of the most unbelievable pot this is kettle your black moment you've ever seen? Uh, yeah, it's 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 just reeks of irony. It's uh, it's it's an unbelievable sort of uh, set of circumstances here where these guys are sticking their necks out. And honestly, it was just like watching Vince Russo and speaking to him right there. Perfect. Oh Jesus! I can Vince Russo. We are going to have Vince Russo on the show soon. He and I are very dear friends. Oh, I was going to say, Vince Russo even reached out to me looking to be on our show. And the fact that you're nailing your opinion about him in such a manner, I'm sure he can't wait to get on. Bro, I'm telling you right now, I was like, hey, just put Hogan over over the sheet and it'll be lights out. That's what I did, bro. And ever since then, Hulkamania was born. It was me, bro. I'm telling you. I was in the garden in 1967 when I was like, then senior. Believe me, bro. This guy, San Martino, he's got something. He listened to me, and the story is that's the story. You could believe it or not. I don't care. It is what happened. I don't lie. I love Jesus. He goes to a video. Abraham Lincoln's like, hey, what am I going to do 
The slaves want to be freed. The North's up my ass. What do I do? I said, look, bro, people are going to love you the rest of your life if you fucking free the slaves, bro. Just free the slaves, bro. I told Abraham I'm going to do it, and he did it, and I'm not getting credit. I have to do this fucking podcast. It's bullshit. I love Jesus so fucking much. You know, it's interesting. Uh, not a lot of people, people look, a lot of the disciples, I was there. I wasn't a disciple in the book, but I was there. Believe me. So I go to Jesus and I'm like, hey, look, you know they're trying to kill you, right? They're going to think you're going to give in, but they're just, you're just going to take it. If you take it, bro, and you come back from the dead, that's what legends are made of, bro. I'm telling you. And then you can challenge Lucifer for a Viagra on a pole match. Okay? All right, Jesus, tell me, bro, you're going to get over with the crowd. The Romans, maybe not, but the rest of the crowd, you'll be a legend, bro. So Vince Russo was there during the time of Jesus Christ. Right? That, that, bro, why do you think I know and love Jesus so much? It's probably not because of my actions and what I say about people and how much I lie. So the only way you're going to believe that I'm a Christian is if I tell you I met Jesus myself, bro. That's what I'm doing here. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. But you're not listening. You're worse than Cornette. He's, he's stuck in 1985, bro. And it's funny, I first met Jim Cornette in 1983 backstage, the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. And I hate the fucking South, you know that. And so, because the South is still pissed off at me because I got the slaves free, right? So I, I meet up with Cornette and I say, bro, you need something. You need something glitzy. You need some sizzle, bro. You need some, some something that something pops. And you know what? I was big into Johnny Mac at the time, and I had a tennis racket. I'm like, bro, my daughter just bedazzled this. Take it out, see what happens. And the rest, as they say, is history. You can believe me or not. Why would I lie? I'm wearing a Jesus Christ cross. So, so Jim Cornette owes his career to to shit Stan Russo. You can believe me if you want, bro, but it's the truth. It was me. I gave Vince the idea to put Hogan over. I gave Vince Sandy the idea to put Bruno over. I gave Jesus the idea of resurrection. I gave even Lincoln's idea of freeing the slaves, bro. It was all me. I created it all. I created Austin. I created hey. He created it all. You guys have been failure in this fucking industry for so goddamn long. Still get attention to going. Both have been nothing but failure since 1999. And if you don't believe me, Impaler, 1999, Russo leaves WBOs, takes over for Bishop, who literally had a nervous breakdown because the job was too hard. And he steps away and goes to Wyoming or whatever the fuck. And then Russo comes in and then he starts having Viagra on the pole match, Judy Bagwell on the pole match. Gives himself the championship. We know what happened with Russo's time. And both of them tried to impact. Both of them failed at impact. 
You know, but you listen to either one of them, it was the best version of Impact ever. Yeah, and those three pariahs, I like Cornette so much more than all three of those. Yeah. yeah, the other two, like, they had their chance, and what they did wasn't necessarily anything to write home about. They both caught lightning in a bottle. And they tried to, they still, to this day, are leeching off of those successes. 83 weeks. He, he shows, bro, the best is when they shit on each other. That's the best. Cornette's the best when he shits on Russo. That's my favorite thing to hear. Vince Russo is, is a, I find him to be a man of very little scruples. And I think he's also, <laughs> He's one of those Christians that's like, okay, if I pray to Jesus, I can be a complete scumbag in every aspect of my life. Because he can't get a real job. But then again, real jobs are yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to fly, folks, because we don't lie here. We're authentic. So, and then finally, the, the, the biggest name would be the, and I'm going to include Scarlett Bordeaux in here. Carrying Cross to Scarlett Bordeaux. And, yeah. Who they are now presently, who they were two days ago, I'm not surprised they're cut. But who they were five months ago, I mean, think about where they were five months ago. Yeah. And where they are. That, that whole project with them going to NXT and the presentation of him with her was to me damn near perfect. And was built to go and broadcast into arenas and stadiums. Like that could have been a great feud between, say, him and dare I say, Alistair Black, for instance. Where's he at? Where, where'd he go? Oh, I don't know. Is he somewhere and doing really well? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like Karrion Cross and and Scarlet. Like it was just perfect, and you just saw the theatrics, and it's just something that, honestly, you know what what. Undertaker not being around quite a bit, you need these sort of acts and, and these sort of uh, entrances here and there. But man, what they did to him and what they did to her and where they just just to cut them both. And he was an NXT champion and they had these aspirations. I heard his name being like whispered, maybe like to consider going against Brock. But look what happened. And he's one of Vince looking guy too. Like Vince usually likes guys yeah. like that. Um, I question this, and I know this sounds crazy, but I question that promo that Adam Cole cut on him, carrying Cross, saying the difference between you and me is you got the great, you got the hot girl, you got the, and I'm paraphrasing, but you had this great presentation for everyone to care about you. And for them to care about me, all they have to do is ring the friggin' bell. And I'm wondering, I am wondering if Vince took that as a challenge. Like, I can get this guy over I'll show Adam Cole, who's fucking Adam Cole. He's small, wouldn't cut his hair. Change his name. Wouldn't change his name. He's a piece of shit. What do you, you want to call him? Well, I don't know, Vince. People are calling him Budge online for some reason. Budge. Ah, oh, why did I think that? Damn it. Budge Cole. Because you can't budge him. He's unmovable. He's too small for that. Call him Blink. Blink Cole. Get Adam Cole in here. We're telling him we're changing his name to Blink Cole. Uh, since he, he doesn't work here anymore. 
That's fine. Good. Counts are released. All right, next. Uh, Eva Marie. <laughs> oh. You again. You again. You're here again. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, they just don't like you. Next. Harry Smith. Who? Did you waste kid? Ah, oh, next. He just goes to the left. Ember Moon. Oh, I love her. The ponytail's amazing. No, it's Bianca Belair. Oh, the next. That was just cutting people yesterday. That's one. I don't get that one. Nope, God. Who's this? Who's this one? You, oh, it's Roman Reigns. Leave him. I guess we like him, right? He's over with the kids, right? I don't know what they do. I'm just going off the rails with these fucking impressions. I got to chill out. <laughs> Carrying across. Yeah, but it's it, like to your point. Again, they have this thing set up. Triple H sets this guy up, this character up. Who's got? He's got a lot of sizzle behind him. He and he's a champion. He's a guy that people think is a superstar. He's a heavy duty guy, and then he comes in, loses the girl, loses the entrance, and he dresses up in like he's the Bizarro demolition guy. Yep, and. He loses to Jeff Hardy via small package in a couple of seconds in his debut. And then they don't know what to do with Scarlet Bordeaux. They're like, oh, I don't know. So you had this great act. You changed the one guy. You said, fend for yourself, honey. We have enough blondes. Because you got Jim Vince things. And then now they both of them lost their value. And now you just wasted a shitload of money. And no. you now, and also now you have to go back on, on a contract promise. Which talent can't do. Talent can't say, you know what? I'm not going to work for 90 days, but I'm done with this fucking gig. Sorry. I will work for 90 days. You don't have to pay me. How about that? But I'm done. Can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Same thing in the NFL, right? So yeah. um, that's something that I think is a problem because we're treating because WWE, just like the NFL players, I think very much is treated like cattle in many aspects. It's better than it was, but obviously Vince has shown now, Nick Khan now driving a lot of this financial train, that it's a situation where they realize how many millions of dollars they have thrown away over the last several years just to hurt another company. They have thrown millions and millions of dollars away to try to hurt AEW and AEW, and it hasn't worked. So they should just worry about their own product, running their own business, and stop trying to hurt the other guy and try to fuck the other guy. And then maybe their future would be in much better condition than it is right now. Because right now, you tell me WWE is going to be a five. I mean, it's always going to be there. But, geez, I I mean, where's Roman Reigns going to be in five years? Who's next? Who's the next guy? and I don't know if Roman has it. I don't know if Roman has it in him to do what Cena and Hogan did. He hasn't proven it yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, there is no real next guy. I mean, Big Riddle, e. Big E. Yeah, I think Biggie's the Biggie. I think Biggie's the best chance they've had since Cena left. 
I really do. I believe that in my heart. But I don't know. And then and then go through the rest of the list. I mean, what did you already talked about Karen Cross? Go through the rest of this list. Uh Frankie Monet, quick word about her. You like her? Um, I think she, yeah, you know what? I thought she was uh, I only had uh, experience watching her in NXT. I didn't see her in impact so much, so uh, but what I thought, and or I'm sorry, what I saw, I thought, wow, yeah, there's something there. I thought she could definitely be NXT Women's Champion easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, she's talented. I, if, if she made her way to NXT, or I'm sorry, into uh, AEW some way, I'd be I'd be cool with that. You know, if there's a way, but again, they're getting chock full of yeah, the rosters is chock full of talent. So I don't know. You got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, let's we can go through the rest of the list here. We don't have to go through every one of them. Uh, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, who came back really much a lot heavier than she ever was. So when she came back to TV, that had to be something to do with it. Jesse Camilla, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Oni Larkin, which not too just too much of a surprise. Trey Baxter, no. he was there for a while though. Uh, Trey Baxter, Zayda Vermeer, Scarlett Bordeaux. Which we mentioned before, B Fab. So they're breaking up a part of Hit Row. And here's another thing: you, you have this monster faction you're trying to push as the new big next big thing, and you cut the only female out of their group. She kind of gave him the she kind of gave him that you know Fuji's vibe, or maybe or perhaps uh, the firm. Remember the firm? Do you no, remember the firm? I, Fuji. I, I was more of a, a Fuji's guy. How about Junior Mafia with Little Kim? No. Players, every big city love hip hop, ladies. So, not major. Honestly, other than Keith Lee, nothing is super surprising. Keith Lee just floored me. Let me uh, just bring up this one sort of minor point. On this list, women, between the women and men, you have three NXT world champions. Which ones? I didn't recognize them. What name? Ember Moon. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, and Ember Moon. Oh, I do apologize. I thought you just meant women. Apologies. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, so three, <laughs> three NXT champions just gone world champs. Kicked to the curb. <sighs> Future endeavored. That's why, again, I, I brought this up several times on the show. This is why anytime you brought up somebody from NXT, I'm like, okay. What are you going to do on the main route? What did you think was going to happen? What did you think was... I mean, Jesus Christ. Sammy Zayn, I don't know how he did it, but he weaved his way into this great character where he's on TV every week. Kevin Owens did it. Um, Kevin who? Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen did it. You know, there's a couple guys that really had some great runs on the main roster, but by and large, former NXT champions fall into anonymity, mediocrity, or outright released. That is usually the way it goes. You know, and maybe they have runs here and there. I mean, don't forget, Shinsuke Nakamura was getting wasted before he had this, that king run. And now, I don't know what he's going to do. What are they going to do with Shinsuke Nakamura? I guess, he's, is he still the Intercontinental Champion? Shinsuke Nakamura is currently the reason why Rick Boogs is out there playing guitar. And when they break that stupid fucking thing up. I don't get it. Yeah, and it's just annoying. But you know what? Who gets it over is Pat McAfee. He dances like uh, a maniac while they're while they're doing this. You know what? The luster's starting to fall off for me, Pat McAfee. Though. 
that's a hot take, folks. That's a hot take. He's starting starting to be a little bit of a character. Also, he's dealing with Michael Cole. Michael Cole, he's hearing his voice makes my dick itch. So there's that. Um, So, yeah, but it's a sad day. We hope nothing but the best for all of the stars, the superstars that were released. And um, to help them out, we we thought we would try to raise money. And we have a song, a debut song, that we're going to debut on the show right now. And it was something that we came up with. And it's from the perspective, the first one's going to be Nia Jack, second one's going to be Karen Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, and the third one's going to be Keith Lee. It's a song that we came up with here on High Spots and Cheap Pops. We hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be right back. I spent my life just trying Just to get to WWE Yes. 
Marks out there. How do you know he's going to AEW? Everyone always assumes they're going to AEW. No, he might not. He might go on the show that draws 150,000 people a week and get paid a lot less. You're right. He might. That's probably the good way to go about it. Unless Tony Khan says, no, I don't want people. That's the only way he doesn't go to AEW. No one's picking a legitimate. I mean, I guess they did pick a couple, um, but it might depend on how big of a fish they were going to be. You know, Matt Cardona might have been in a situation where, look, I want to be a top guy. I want to be, and well, Matt Cardona would not be a top guy in AEW. It's just that simple. Yeah. I mean, he's he's look, look he's get he's earning his stripes on the Indies. God bless. Him. And I like him. I actually do like Matt Cardona with out. From out underneath, I love Messi. So I've, I've seen a couple of his promos. I love it. He and Chelsea Green, they got kind of a Cody Brandy vibe in Ring of Honor. Um, and but they're just they're their own people. So it's been cool. So, but if you want that kind of creative freedom and you want to be able to be a top dog, AEW might not be your place unless you have a lot of confidence in yourself. And I don't think Keith Lee is short of that. So that's a good thing. And so. Look, nobody died. Nobody, lives are going to change, but like anyone always sees, you know, you can always be that arrow, you know, be the arrow. When you get pulled back, you get let go to push you farther than you've ever been before. So that, that's what I, that's my little advice for the superstars and anybody who's going through a major change in life that they didn't plan on. Just get, just keep fighting and you're going to get better. Values. That's values right there. V-A-L-L-U-E-S. Eh? That's a, yeah, it's definitely one of the uh, things that you have there. So, anyway, any other other releases you want to get into that you want to comment on? Or you thought, you know, Ember Moon, your thoughts on her? I know you, you were a fan of her earlier in her career a little bit. Um, not really NXT. No, nah, the only the only thing I was impressed with was their finisher that like uh, uh, Stone Cold Stunner off the top rope, which I thought was kind of cool. But other than that, I was never a big Ember Moon fan. I don't love Manu. I don't like finishers like that because it's like, how do you? That's really. It's like you have to get so creative to try to get the finish of that match to get that finisher out. Like, yeah. it's got to stagger. You got to go up to the rope. It's a whole. They have to be staggering. I guess it's I mean, it's because it's not that bad, but. Yeah, yeah, they figured it out for her for sure. No, but yeah, like um, yeah. Besides that, um, yeah, offhand, Scarlet, you know, with with Carrying Cross, big deal. I'd say. I mean, 
Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, oh, Eva Marie was like the one that I was actually smiling about. I was happy about that. You should never been rehired. You should never been hired. It's like, it was a disaster. It, I, it was it was like Vince forgot she what happened the first time around. Same thing with the XFL. It's like Vince Vince in the XFL and even Marie for Vince is like the definition of insanity, right, Vince? Yeah, exactly. Wait, her hair is a little bit lighter though. People think people think she's new and fresh. It's a light red. They call it pink. I just found the color. Oh, good job. Good job, sir. I never heard of that, Pete. Oh, we should tweet about it. Copyrighted. Good idea. Vince McMahon discovers pink. Then, of course, Russo then comes back. Bro! No, I was... I named Blue. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling blue. The sky's out. The sky's blue. Bro, call it blue. Thank you so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. Part two of this episode will air tomorrow, and we talk about AEW and everything going on, particularly about Cody and that entire storyline happening with Malachi Black, Andrade, Pi, and of course, members of the Four Horsemen. Thanks a lot, folks. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Thank you for listening to High Spots and